Indigenous political systems in Canada are as unique as the communities that follow them. Each community has different historical and contemporary factors that influence how each group chooses to structure their political system. Commonly referred to as Mohawk, the Kanankahaga people are members of the Haudenosaunee or Six Nations Confederacy. The five other nations belonging to the Confederacy are the Oneida, Onondaga, Cayuga, Seneca, and Tuscarora. The Confederacy is guided by the oral political constitution known as the Great Law of Peace, or Guyana Shogowa. However, the historical underpinnings of the law have been written on wampum belts. Haudenosaunee means people of the longhouse, and it reflects the fact that many different nations have come together under one united roof. The guiding narrative of the Great Law of Peace exists in all the languages spoken by the member nations. However, it's important to note that the governing principles of balancing law, society, and nature each play an equal part among the nations. It is also believed that the Great Law of Peace is one of the oldest democratic systems in the world. Kanyankahaga communities follow a clan system. A clan system is a group of families that join to create a community. And in the case of Kanyankahaga, those families follow a common kinship that's traced through the mother's side of the family. This is called a matrilineal clan system. The three clans found in every Kanyankahaga nation include the bear, turtle, and wolf clan. Individuals from a specific clan are seen to be related even if they're not from the same group. For example, a wolf clan member of the Kanyankahaga and a wolf clan member of the Seneca nation are still considered relatives. The Kestwentha, or more commonly referred to as the two-rope belt, is a wampum that embodies the continuing relationship between the Haudenosaunee Confederacy and European settlers. The Kaswentha relationship is visualized by the depiction of two parallel but separate purple beaded lines that are laid upon a white beaded background. The equally sized purple lines symbolize two distinct nations that will respect each other's inherent freedom to move throughout their territories, with the central premise being that neither nation will attempt to steer the other as they travel along their path. Another way to think about Kestwentha is to imagine two canoes paddling along the same river, but neither boat tries to guide the other. It's also important to note that while the three rows of white have come to symbolize the notions of friendship, peace, and respect between two nations, the Kestwentha wampum in its entirety illustrates how two separate nations are bound together in a long-standing and continual relationship. The modern Haida nation identifies itself as a separate political entity from both British Columbia and Canada. As a result of historical and contemporary resource extraction, specifically logging, the Haida have made attempts at gaining legal recognition for their lands. Through the formal judiciary structure, the Haida have challenged the Crown in asserting Aboriginal title to the entire archipelago of Haida Gwaii. The Haida have been successful in a number of significant court decisions and challenged the Crown on a nation-to-nation -nation basis. These victories have resulted in a reduction of logging and an increase in Haida control over resources and the associated revenues. The Haida nation developed its own council and constitution and electoral process. Their constitution proclaims that 
Any Haida individual over the age of 16 years can vote to elect representatives to the council or may propose legislation or policies subject to a vote. The constitution developed by the Haida in 2010 draws from the traditional Haida governance structures and acknowledges the roles and responsibilities of both village councils and the long-standing matrilineal descended hereditary chief system. Incorporating traditional governance configurations into a modern constitution reveals that the Haida recognize the importance of culture in moving forward as a people. The Inuit peoples come from Canada's far north. Inuit communities were generally small bands consisting of multiple families that would hunt together in the winter and separate in the summer months. Alliances were created between certain families that were not always necessarily blood-related. Like the Nehiawak, the Inuit chose their community leaders based on that individual's superior skills such as hunting, warfare, oratory skills, or spiritual gifts. War and conflict between Inuit communities was rare, and many lived in peaceful coexistence. Self-restraint and sharing, or nigiktuk, were valued traits in their culture. This concept of peaceful existence can be attributed to the Inuit's tradition of treating everything with equal respect and maintaining harmonious relationships. Because of the harsh weather and the geographic isolation of the Inuit, their communities depended on each other to survive and therefore sharing became, and still is, one of the foundations of Inuit society. Modern Inuit peoples of Canada identify their political system as being one of self-determination and self-government rather than being one single nation. This does not mean that Inuit communities do not have a sense of national identity. The Nunatsuvit government came into power as a result of the agreement and is now able to pass laws concerning education health, and cultural affairs. In the North, Inuit peoples have negotiated comprehensive land claims or modern treaties with the Canadian government. The settlement areas of the Inuit claims are very extensive. These agreements include land and marine waters and pertain to regions in which land rights had not previously been negotiated through historical treaties.